0: Welcome back to The Fool and the Page, a podcast for writers, the tarot curious, and for all of us making stories to make sense of things. Hosted by me, Claire Campbell, your fellow seeker and storyteller. Yes, it's been a really long time, but what better time to come back with an episode than the autumnal equinox and inspired by what to me is a really autumny, dark, earthy interpretation of King of Pentacles, Um, courtesy of a listener request from my friend and fellow writer, Megan Clark. Real quick update, if you have been considering joining my membership program, now's a really good time to do it because our October leap out conversation is with none other than author and friend of the podcast, Rebecca Manley we'll be talking about what we like to call generous intention setting for the creative life. I don't know why I said that as if it were a question. <laughs> That's October 4th, uh, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, and it is for members only, so please consider joining the Blue Stones family, bluestonerwriters.com. So today, we're talking about repeat visits from King of Pentacles, courtesy of Megan's request, and I'm excited for the deck that Megan has shared with me the dark wood tarot by Sarah Graham and Abigail Larson it just feels really right for fall with its dark fairy tale illustrations and you know where I am in the world we're still in like summer drought like the great scorch so I'm just I'm just dreaming of fall and this deck definitely helps me do that so let's get into the richness and depth of this king and all it has to offer for the creative life. So again, take a moment to pull King of Pentacles from your own deck or look it up online. I am using the Darkwood Tarot. And this king, as I shared with Megan when she referred me to the deck, this king looks like the Disney villain who's more attractive than the hero slash heroine slash love interest. <laughs> and they're seated in a kind of twisted tree throne with grapevines and ghostly bull type figures or familiars. They could also be hounds. I think I think of them maybe as a kind of hound, but they do seem to echo the, the bulls that we might see engraved in the king's throne in various interpretations of this card. And, these familiars are part of the tree. They're grown out of the tree and their eyes are lit up and they're surrounded by a misty forest with pumpkins and grapes and roots tunneling into the earth. You get what I'm talking about with the with the autumn feeling. And the king is holding a sand dollar, which are the pentacles in this deck. And I love how that's a fossil. Like it's it's a dead thing, but it's it's lighter than anything else in the illustration. It's it's bright and shiny like a coin. It's a kind of treasure that doesn't really feel like it belongs in a landlocked forest. Like this king has been to some places. They've wandered. They've they've adventured, and straight up, that's what I always see in this king, or that's what I'm looking for, even in the versions. Unlike this interpretation, which feel more like a Scrooge McDuck, <laughs> like. Just a random dude hoarding money. Even in those, I still i am always looking for the king who's lived a life. Like in the modern witch deck, we see someone quite natally dressed in a garden with cityscape views. That feels like someone who's living a life, who's hanging out in the garden. There is typically a regal quality to this card. And I think the danger, which maybe feels like a bit too dramatic a word here, um, Maybe the potential thorniness of what I might call the heavy hitter cards. You know, the cards we pull, whether they're minor arcana, major arcana, or a court card like this, that really pack a punch for us. Because what we've been told about the card, or our previous relationship with the card, how it keeps showing up for us, like the way that this has been repeating for Megan, or simply however the artist's interpretation is just hitting us on that particular day, the issue when something feels like a heavy hitter, I think, is that we can pull them and then feel as if we're meant to aspire to that archetype. Or that they invite us to define our goals around the energy of the card. So for King of Pentacles, we might feel like, wow, when am I going to get to a place where I feel rooted in my material resources and my ability to share those resources? And when will I be just as regal and confident and comfy as this king? When in fact this card could be an incredible opportunity to pause and recognize what resources we already have and which communities make us feel regal and confident. And then to consider Can we engage with those communities in new ways? Could we maybe ask a little more of them? Because this king is not alone, and they never have been. So since we are at the equinox, and the light pauses on this one day before it shifts, I think it's a great opportunity to take stock and if if you're listening to this a few days after it's posted, well, it's probably right around the new moon, which is also a great time to take stock. And if it's later, there's always a reason. <laughs> it doesn't have to be seasonal. One way that I've been doing that in my own creative life is simply to ask for more gatherings with my really trusted creative people, more meetups to write or talk or seek advice. And I find myself asking questions Of folks or or declaring things with people whom I might typically feel I shouldn't bother. (laughs) I think you get what that means. Um, Just reaching out, reaching out. But here's the thing. These people didn't just drop out of the sky and land in my lap like miracles, though each and every one of them is an absolute gift. (laughs) They're in my life because I've shown up, which is hard it's hard to show up. We don't always want to do that. There are plenty of times when I would rather just stay in my cave. And I do tend to vacillate between (laughs) oversharing and not sharing at all, in case that's helpful or that resonates with anyone. I I go through phases where I'm very present in the communities that I'm privileged to be a part of, and I'm, I'm talkative and I'm engaged. And then I go through phases where I completely retreat and I don't respond when someone tries to engage with me. And sometimes it's because I'm going through something and and sometimes it's because I'm just tired. And the truth about King of Pentacles is that this king, having lived a life, has also gone through plenty of phases when they weren't in the sun, so to speak, when the light wasn't shining on them, when they didn't feel like sitting on the throne and being in that energy. And listen, King of Pentacles absolutely has a cave (laughs) king of pentacles absolutely has a cave where they retreat from the world you know maybe harvest some grapes or some of the pumpkins you know um in the forest and just makes pies (laughs) for themselves and nobody else but they probably haven't gotten to this position of leadership or generosity or abundance by always hanging out in the cave. So I like the idea that this card may be less of an invitation to go into the cave and count your coins and more of an invitation to reach out and ask something of the resources that you already have. And look, that doesn't even mean leaving your house if you don't want to. It means connecting with someone in your community who makes you feel accomplished and worthy. It means taking advantage of the connections you've already made because you have shown up. So the other day, a hawk landed in my birdbath in my backyard. This has happened maybe twice in the three years that I've lived in this house. And it's not a big birdbath. It's it's small. So the hawk, which is huge, (laughs) with these gorgeous red-brown feathers and this massive wingspan. This this hawk, it takes up the whole thing. It takes up the whole birdbath. And the, the hawk was taking these little sips of water, you know? And it was just so beautiful and so regal and cool. And my first instinct is to find my phone and take a picture, which would have been so dumb because I could not have captured it, at least on my phone. I don't know what yours is, but... Mine's not capable of doing that. But whenever I see a hawk, I think, this is a message. What's the message? And the message was stop. Just stop. And just marvel and wonder and watch me take these little genteel sips out of this bird bath that's barely big enough for me to roost on. <laughs> and you know, the hawk has a real king of pentacles energy. I mean, this is a bird at the top. Like, it's definitely hunting snakes in the drainage ditch on the other side of my fence. <laughs> it's, it's got that regal hunter power majesty to it. But even the hawk has to stop at the occasional bird bath because there's no other water to be found. Sometimes I think we forget our own power... Because we feel like in order to have it, we have to always be exuding it. Like we must always look like and feel like that comfortable king on that throne. So whatever phase you're in at the moment, just stop and consider, what have you already gathered? And then what have you gathered that you didn't even plan to? Like it didn't show up in the last five year or whatever plan you wrote. Maybe this King of Pentacles didn't even plan on going to the beach. (laughs) And then one of the ghost towns was like, I need to see the ocean. (laughs) Can we go? So, what would King of Pentacles have to say to us, the writer, the artist? the person who wants to make things and needs a little guidance right now in this time of shifting light, I think they might say, take a moment in this pause, this this temporary moment of balanced light before it shifts, and thank yourself for all the hard work that you've already done and all the times that you've shown up for yourself and for others in creative community. I encourage you to do that right now pause the episode and just do that right now just for a minute if you like but back to this fossilized sea urchin that is the coin the sand doll, the sand dollar i i see it as a a symbol of places the king has been and proof that they haven't been just idly storing up resources they've been out in the world adventuring trying things out taking risks The fossil did not come from the forest. You've been out in the world taking risks. Even if you're not in that phase right now, you have done it. But whatever phase you're in, wherever you are right now, King of Pentacles might ask, take a moment and take stock of what you've already gathered. Like, where is your tree throne? Where you feel confident. What are your tasty root vegetables growing at your feet? What are those? Who are your ghost hounds? Might you ask more of them? Take a deep breath. Take a moment and take a deep breath. let it out. I've got a Pomodoro's worth 25 minutes of writing for you or for your character, for your work in progress. And as always, I think you can do both. I think you can do it once for yourself and then maybe for a fictional character or the subject of a nonfiction project that you are working on. First prompt, I want you to consider a tangible symbol in your pocket or your character's pocket. That shows where you've been in the world and how you've taken risks. It could be a real thing. Like you might have your own version of a sand dollar. It could be something that you're kind of embellishing. And by by pocket, I mean you own it. You have it in your possession or you do at the moment. It's, It's an object. Like it could be a really cool rock that you found when you went out on that artist retreat that you were really nervous about. It could be a pen that you bought or were gifted when you decided to embark on that new project and you needed a new tool. It could be a book that's, that's meant the world to you in your process. And just real quick, write for three, four, maybe five minutes, just describing every little detail of this object and how it feels to hold it. Pause and write for a few minutes now. And second prompt, I want you to tell us the story of how you acquired it. And here's where you can really embellish. If you're like, this is just a pen I got at the store. <laughs> What's there to write about? Maybe dress up that memory a little bit. Weave in some magic. Make it whatever you want it to be. Take a while for this. Take 14 minutes describing how you gathered it, why you wanted it, and, and what that moment was like. And what it's meant to you. Again, it could be for your character if you, if, if you want to do that. Pause now and write for 14 minutes if you've got it. Go for it. And for the final and third prompt, consider. When was the last time you asked something of the people and things and tools that you've gathered along the way? Could you reach out and connect with one of these resources in the coming week to get some help or guidance? Really embody that sort of king of pentacles confidence here. Pause and make a list of potential connections that you could make, and then just choose one out of that list to focus on in the coming days and decide when you're going to do it. Take five to seven minutes here, whatever you like, pause and write now. And take a breath to close out. Deep breath in. And exhale. And thank you for being here. Thank you. Um, And take a moment to thank yourself. Thanks for going on this little journey inspired by King of Pentacles. And thank you to writer and friend Megan Clark for requesting it. If you enjoyed that, please share it with your friends. Follow for episode updates at Fool in the Page. For classes, mentoring, and tarot reads, follow Blue Stone Writers. Until next time, take care.